0: You're listening to the best of ITW, brought to you by Popguide and WikiLeaf. The new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. On this episode, ITW welcomes NBA veteran and founder of Viola Brands, Al Harrington.
1: Mr. Uh, Al
2: Harrington is who we're gonna fuck talk about. Yeah. Al-, Al
1: Harrington was the shit. He's one of my favorite <laughs> guests ever. Such a rad dude. Didn't give a fuck. Just rolled up, balling out in some fuck like a car we never even heard of with two <laughs> fucking chicks in it. And some fucking dude just fucking Whoa, pulled in all baller. And I was just like, what the fuck? And this purple ass giant weird fucking tonka truck it was dope yeah and he yeah. was cool as shit and just wanted to hang like he was totally down to
0: just chill with us it was crazy you're a fucking dick are you doing it that hype just because i took away the snapping thing on the last one <laughs> oh, no, are no, you no, making no, it no. are you making it like super hype no, so like- like-
1: i just got so stoked <laughs> yeah. because i just instantly was like oh al harrington <laughs> oh fuck yeah. oh f- I, I had so much fun on that one dude oh. yeah, that, that was really cool that was really
2: cool he was so nice and yeah. uh he had he had a, a small team with him, you know. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, and they, they were all deep. so nice. They were all so great. Oh, yeah, they were super cool. They all seemed stoked too. We we came across him in Vegas. We, we didn't saw him we? at the
0: trade show afterwards. Yeah, yeah. and
2: he remembered that. He remembered he was like, like, hey, we did the podcast. He's like, oh, that dope ass spot in the Hollywood Hills or something yeah, like y- that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's cool. You know, you know what was great is I think he, him, along with other people, get the impression oh, I'm going to go be on some dumb fucking weed podcast, a bunch of yeah. dumb fucking stoner bullshit. Here's another thing, whatever. I, I'm going to promote yeah. this thing, and they get there and realize we're not trying to fucking really. I mean, we're, we're down to help you promote your shit, but we're not promoting anything, and we have no agenda. And they come on and start having so much fun because they feel how loose it is. Yeah, and we're just yeah, kind of we're we're having real interviews, but. But we're also just kind of goofy dudes you know what I mean just yeah. having fun and they they he, I think he caught that fun vibe and I noticed his his people he had with him in the background were all kind of like smiling and laughing yeah. and like yeah. what is going on in here right now this is not yeah they kept the in touch type of interview they, 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 in they in thought after. it would be yeah.
2: really yeah like 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 well they invited us down to the to the to their Viola office wow cool. um that while we were there but we couldn't make that work because we had yes. too much to shoot uh but they kept they touched base a few times it was nice they uh they like, really appreciated it. Like, I guess it went well. He had a good time. You could tell he was reserved. And then uh, I think we got him laughing a couple times. And then it just totally kind of got chill after that. Um, but he's, awesome. he's, he's a remarkable guy. He, like, you know, played yeah. a huge role in, like, a uh, bit. pushing Prop 64. The You know, in
1: Canada, it's called C45, but there it's 64. Yeah. Um, he was just such a nice dude, man. And his story about, I mean, the company's named after his grandmother. Yeah. Is just so touching and, and his experience with cannabis and how it changed his grandmother's life.
0: I was gonna ask that, and I, I haven't listened to this one yet, but okay. I was trying to figure out in my mind, because when I saw him in that trade show, you have like the most masculine man yeah. in the entire world yeah. walking around. You're talking about me or Al Harrington? You, of course. <laughs> Al Harrington is a second. But I was like, the name the name obviously leans feminine, and I was trying to figure out where that name came from. Yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah, and,
2: and that, the, the, it's uh, Viola Brands. Um, And it's – he's doing really well. They're still going. And it's – he was – I don't know. It was just awesome. And that's why everything was purple. Like his Jeep was pimped out purple. They're all wearing purple swag. You know what I mean? It was so cool.
1: It was cool. It was really cool. It
2: was so cool. And and like a real, like, you know, NBA veteran is – you know, that's my first time ever, I think, meeting somebody from the NBA. Yeah, me too. It's not every day you fucking hang out with an NBA player, dude. It's like, what the fuck? And one that's so generous again with his
1: time. We got so lucky on this run. Oh, dude. He – the whole time I was like – same vibe with Chong. Like, he yeah. would have left if he didn't have to. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was, yeah. It, that was a good hang. And they, they, they did hang out a little bit after, I remember, and just kind of yeah. smoke weed and just joked around. And uh, Yeah. A few, I think a few people had showed up at that time, and it kind of ended up turning into a little bit of a party.
1: Oh. Who, sort of. Who came after him?
2: Your, your friend uh, from Orange County, who um, was an investor type.
1: Looks Like Steve Gutenberg, oh, <laughs> looks like Steve Gutenberg. That's Rob Dubar, he's the best man. Yeah, I think I think Dubar That's showed up there. My fucking homie, dude, he's yeah.
2: awesome, dude. Yeah, but Shout that was about Rob Dubar. That was a cool one. That was one. Um, there was a couple in that on this on this uh on this run that we did outside that I wish we didn't do outside. Um, and it, we got we got everything across, but uh, I I would you know I'm always fucking overthinking everything but i th- I would love the time to take another <laughs> stab at this one too, just because there was a lot of distractions Do you remember uh it was like you had lived in l a before and you've obviously flown there, but so I haven't haven't spent nearly as much time down there but remember all the helicopters that were flying uh, all, yeah, all the time
1: stop <laughs> dude yeah they do a tour of down of, of the area they and they yeah. just kept doing circles yeah. Yeah it it's ridiculous. Dude. Yeah
2: we had this beautiful outdoor setup
1: and they're like There's fucking helicopter like every fucking Just 10 that. minutes and like like we're we're no sorry, minute. no we're two, two minutes
2: like in can't like I don't know if it's just in Canada but like if I see a helicopter it was like oh look a helicopter oh we're just like whatever <laughs> yeah there's right. like eight of them it's like fucking RoboCop my old house like, is what all, is going on my old house
1: on? in Hollywood the fucking spotlight would just go through your yard every fucking night really you know, they're always chasing
0: somebody yeah, and yeah you like. have that mix too of like you have the Hollywood Hills air on like yeah. a tourism helicopter side but then you also have like the spotlight Hollywood for sure. proper with the spotlights yeah. Yeah. which is squirrely
2: yeah that was cool. No birds. He was also, yeah, that was a great experience. And um, again, so we're so fortunate to have somebody like that yeah, on the dude. fucking podcast, man.
1: Fucking legit as fuck. <laughs> cool
2: guy. Just everything about it was. Undeniable. undeniable. An undeniable experience. Yeah.
0: Enough of this, yeah. Ephraim. Let's get to the episode. Come on. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks so much for coming out here, dude. How, like- how do you do it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> You, you haven't taught me that yet. He's American. He's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole fucking trip I've been just getting picked on for being Canadian. Oh, no, I ruin this every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you guys uh, we're not getting to the A thing again. You guys use A wrong, though, when you make fun of Canadians. I don't mind being made fun of, but you just use it right. Use it proper. Hey. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, essentially, just check that mic one for him.
3: There, we are. Good stuff. there you go. Then we missed all my good material. Yes. No, we didn't yeah. miss your good material.
2: <laughs> Maybe a bit of it.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but do you, you, do you
2: want so I'll, I'll give you the education in, in a in a. It's uh, it'd be like it's hot out, eh? <laughs> like that, like it, like. Do you agree? Is how, how is how we use a. Kind I of thought, like
1: I, I was telling Mexicans say it too, but we like sup, A <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You guys are you have the That's friendly the light a. Of a.
2: Uh, no, it wouldn't be like past the light, eh? No. Damn. He's like, uh, how would you say? You'd, you'd be like, Ephraim's a huge lighter thief, eh? <laughs> 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 All right.
3: Before we get done, I'm going to get it right. I'm yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still
2: not right. No. Well, that could, that could kind of work. Because, yes, I agree, you're going to get it right. <laughs> hey, yeah, I got it.
3: See? Oh. <laughs> Quick learner.
2: Yeah. Yeah so you have like so we're here with the uh, late the NBA's Al Harrington for like former NBA star um and now cannabis entrepreneur with uh, Viola extracts, correct? And, and more than just That's Viola like extracts now, right? Viola. Viola. I'm sorry. There you go,
3: baby. No, it's all good. It happens yeah, to everybody. It's a, Canadian yeah, yeah. it's a Canadian thing. It's yeah, a Canadian yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> when you're in the U.S. it's Viola. When yeah. You're in Canada, Viola.
2: Okay, so right. Viola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a great branding and stuff like that. Thanks you, you me. actually though. Yeah, I mean, you played all over the NBA, but you played basketball all over the world. Yeah.
3: Professionally, right? I did, man. I played uh, obviously in the NBA, like you said. I played in China, mm-hmm. in Australia. It's wow. cool. Yeah, I just got China. back from Australia. I was there like four days ago. Australia is cool. I wish I'd have went to Australia first. It's amazing, right? China was very challenging. How, how, how so? It's just different living, man. Just, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was tough for me, man. I was I, shock. yeah, I left in 56 days. If I had it my way, I'd have left in like
1: six. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was that it was, different.
3: Yeah, it was just tough for me, man. Just, I've been spoiled with Ritz-Carlton's and private planes. And <laughs> yeah. then you get over there and they'd like, nah, baby. It's <laughs> regular life. Yeah. Wow. yeah man, I struggled. What, what were the living conditions? Dang. It was cool. I mean, they put me up in a hotel. You know, my bed was hard. Yeah. I didn't have any TV. Really? I couldn't order anything off the menu ever. What? It's like living in a hotel with no room service. Really? It's terrible, right? Yeah, I just had to go to McDonald's every day. <laughs> Wow, that's what? not great for an athlete. Not at all. <laughs> no, yeah. In a spot called Drunken Monkey Pizza. Those are two places that I ate in my in my home city every really? single day. What 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 city was it? Hong Kong or? Yeah, no, I was in a place called uh, Fujian. Oh well. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. It, and you were, you <laughs> were, you were it was warm though. At least it was nice weather. Yeah, yeah. it was some cold parts of China, but it was warm. Yeah. You were there fifty six days. You said fifty six. It's days. like you know the days like you were in
1: jail. Bro, I do <laughs> was there fifty six days, dude. I grinded that out yeah wow how how was how was playing there
3: it was cool i had so much fun playing basketball though that was the thing that was the one thing that i was like a little upset that i left because that was the last time i really played professional at a high level let's just say but uh the basketball was fun because it was like playing in high school again where it was like the team expected me to do everything Mm -hmm. and obviously you know when you get to the nba it's all roles and it's just not as much fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to do everything yeah yeah and that's how it was for you in high school and that's how I was in high school, right? I had to do every single thing in <laughs> yeah. high school. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel more valuable. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for yeah, yeah. Sure. And then, and so did you uh, did you go to Australia directly after China? Or was there so a So the next theory?
3: year, man, be honest, bro. I had, uh, you know, someone that told me to work out because the Rockets might want to take a look at me or whatever. So, you know, after, you know, the success I had in China, so I was getting ready and then it didn't work out. So then it was like one of those things, like, I guess I'm done. I had, you know, my business going. So, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped working out, just started hanging out, smoking, you know. And, like, maybe two weeks after I had to completely stop, mm-hmm. the Australia call happened. Wow, I was huh? like, are you in shape? And I was just like, eh, I'm not really in great shape because I've been chilling. But I'm like, I got to be able to play in Australia, right? <laughs> 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 like, you can't have to be in shape to play in Australia, right? <laughs> and that's no disrespect. Woo! I'm just saying before I got there, that's what I felt. You know, when I got there, I respect the players a little bit, but I still average damn near 30. You know, fresh off the couch, yeah. Yeah. blowing eight in a row. You know? Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, but you know, cannabis made me a better player. Yeah. Did it? Does it really did it, did it help you play? Definitely when I got older 'cause that's all I know. So I know that I was older, smoking a lot of weed and still busting ass. That's wow. amazing.
1: Eh? It's great. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: gonna get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, that's that's really cool. And then, how long were you in Australia for?
3: I was just in Australia three weeks. So I went over there oh, for uh, wow. one of my homeboys named Josh Childress. He had broke his hand. Yeah. So they needed a replacement yeah. player. I that. Over. My bad. They needed a re- they need a replacement for player for uh, until he got back from his hand injury. Mm-hmm. So it took him about three and a half weeks. So I played I think six or seven games over there. Oh wow. Yeah, but then I came right back home.
1: Yeah. I would say yeah. that Australia is kind of like Canada with a tan. Everyone's like super friendly, laid back, cool, but but it's the beach. Right. It's like Canada with a tan. Canada. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> oh, <Old> Canada.
2: <laughs> Fuck, man.
1: I've been ripping this <laughs> for I've been getting a ripped for days
2: about being Canadian, man. And we've been friends for twenty Canadian fucking years, years, and just it just started out now. Got his back
1: right out of the gate. I'm like,
3: oh man. That's my bad, my bad. I love Canada, though. Let me just say that Toronto's the best. Yeah, it's a great city. It's a great city. Yeah, yeah I'm we're lucky to be it from there. I wish city. I played there. That was a nice place. I yeah. always like, always like the,
2: the people there love basketball too. Man. Mm-hmm, they're
3: crazy about
2: it. Yeah, it no, I
3: think that's a great environment. Hope Kawhi stays. To be honest.
2: Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. I don't follow it too much, but I do know that much. Yeah. 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 Um, you grew up in, uh, or you were born in, in New Jersey,
3: right? Yep, I was born in New Jersey. And then did you grow up there? Grew up there through high school. Yeah. And then I got drafted and moved to Indiana. Oh, really? Then I moved out the country. You moved out of the country. Indiana was out the country. Oh, I yeah, see. I see. Yeah. yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I moved all the way out the country, but yeah, I spent I spent seven years in Indiana out of high school. So, what was that yeah. like? That must have been like culture shock, man. Just it, you heard me say I moved out the country. Oh, you know? yeah, I was yeah, just absolutely. Like, man, I got out there when I'm used to city living or whatever, but um, you know, it was good to me talking about people that love basketball. Like, oh, yeah. basketball, you know, as much as the Colts do their thing, I still, you know, that's a basketball state. So, the love that you get, you know, from the pace of fans is really amazing,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. What was it like growing up? Like, like was, what was your house like? Was it, uh like, conservative?
3: Lived, like, you know? I don't know about it. I mean, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment until I got into, until I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. And it was us and three kids. Four. Four kids. Three kids, three kids. Uh, so that it was tight. You
0: yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, tight. sure, yeah. Shoes
3: was tight, clothes was tight sometimes. You know <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But, you know, at that time, you don't know no better, so you make it happen. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But I had a great childhood, man. Like, yeah. you know, my mom... Uh, she's, like, laid my, the foundation to me for, like, all the hard work that, you know, mm-hmm. I've been able to display in basketball land and into, you know, entrepreneurship or whatever. My dad passed when I was 8. You mm-hmm. know, pretty much made me the man in the house. I'm the oldest. But, uh, you know, times was fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My mom remarried to an amazing man. my guy. Nice. And uh, we had she had one more kid, my little brother. And then we moved to Roselle, which is a nicer part of New Jersey. Oh, nice. And then I went to high school in Elizabeth and on and on and on. And then you carried your basketball team. Then I carried my basketball team. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like I was good all the time either. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't really start playing basketball till I was a freshman in high school. Really? You know, really? And I went pro out of high school.
2: You know what wow. I'm saying? Wow. So I got
3: good really fast. So... It um, just came naturally to you? Yeah, it was just... uh, No, nah, you know, I wanted to play in the NFL. Like, I was a football player. Really? Oh, you were a football player. Yeah, guy. I wanted to go to Notre Dame and play for the Giants. That was my goal in life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Obviously, that didn't happen. You know, basketball came along as a freshman. Um, I was 6'4", so everybody thought I automatically played. And I'm like, I don't really play. it Like, when well, you playing here, you're too big not to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I fell in love with it awesome. immediately, wow. you know what I mean, and, and put in the time, put in the energy, effort, dedication, and I was able to become the number one player in the country by, by the time I was a uh, senior in high school.
1: Wow. Wow. Yep. Did you think that, because uh, you played in so many different places, even just in our country, and I, I relate things a lot to skating, skateboarding, and, mm-hmm. like, skating all over the place and meeting all these players like it influences your style you know what I mean do you think that is a, a big bearing on your style since you've played in so many places and even in different countries yeah
3: like, I wouldn't say like the city did you know I just think just the times and just who you hang out with Right. you know what I'm saying because obviously like when I first came in the league we used to wear, we used to try to find the biggest t-shirt that you can find so if we could find a 12x you will wear it You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like you wanted your shirt to almost look like a gal (laughs) to, you know, by the time I got, you know, three, four years in, it changed into like these walker kind of dress up outfits and and then it went to whatever baggy stuff, slim stuff, whatever. So I would just kind of see, I would let the times and like my friends and people I was around, they more influenced my style than like actually where I was at.
1: Totally. That's cool.
2: What was, uh, what was, what was, how was cannabis viewed in like your house growing up? Like, when did you, when did you discover it or like, 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 was it the boogeyman when you were
3: growing up, you know? Yeah. So, you know, so obviously I was just taught just from school and stuff that, yeah. you know, cannabis is a gateway drug. Yeah. first thing they tell you, like, you smoke weed, you're going to be a crackhead. Yeah. You're like, a crackhead? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I ain't trying to be no crackhead. Yeah. yeah. And then I had, you know, my aunts and uncles, they used to they smoke weed, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. but, I thought that was bad, too, because they demonized it. Like, you know, my grandmother kicked him out. You hear shoes wow. being thrown at him, doors slamming <laughs> just for coming in, smelling like, you know, reefer. Right. So, you know, I was super afraid of it, didn't touch it. No, that wasn't my thing. You know <laughs> what, what I'm saying? I didn't want my grandmother and my mother ready to kill me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's picking up, actually, when it goes up. Um, when, when, when did you first try it? When did, when did, when did that change for you?
3: Um, The first time I tried it, I was actually in um, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I was with some of my teammates when I played for the Warriors. Oh, wow. And uh, we were sitting waiting to find out if we was going to make the playoffs. So what we needed was we needed the Clippers to beat Denver, and then we played Phoenix the next night, which we had beat like four times that year. So we just knew we would beat them, right? So we needed them to lose Mm -hmm. and for us to win the next day to get in. Mm-hmm. And we had just made the playoffs the year before, and this year we had a better record, and we missed the playoffs because obviously the Clippers lose, Denver mm-hmm. win, and so we're sitting there all frustrated. Um, I think we was at Roof, Chris, and. Um, Everybody like, man, fuck, let's just go to the room and smoke, man. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's go back, but I ain't smoking. I'm going to drink or whatever. So we get back, and everybody's smoking. they like, hell, oh, man, you got to hit this. Like, you got to smoke, bro. They're like, come on, dog. Like, just one time, you can't smoke with us? So I'm like, all right. So I smoke with them or whatever, and... Um, it was some good shit yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was it had me paranoid bro i went to my room bro i heard like do you hear that right now is that (laughs) that, do you hear like uh sirens yeah there's sirens okay all right because i was hearing sirens all night i'm just like the police coming to get us they smell the weed like i'm nervous the whole time yeah and uh that was my first time bro i ended up in my room hearing sirens all night
2: Really? What? And you thought they were coming for you? Like, did you get that paranoid, or was it I just? Did,
3: yeah, I was just what? thinking like they really. Uh, they smelled the smoke in the hotel. <laughs> I'm like, they got to be coming to get us. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> the one time I smoke, I'ma get caught. <laughs> I was shook, bro. I would say I didn't get caught though. <laughs> It is.
2: <laughs> so, what was the second time? <laughs> when after that we were like, fuck, I guess I'll try this out again because it doesn't sound like no, you had a good.
3: Oh fuck no, I ain't touching no more. <laughs> no. I ain't touch it again. And the next time I came uh, in contact with it, it was with a, a good friend of mine. Yeah, you know, one of my guys, a co-founder in my company. Okay. And one time, you know, he was smoking some weed that looked that was like lime green. Yeah. And he's like, "This organic," and I did this to it, that to it. I put magic water on it. You got to try it. So I smoked that too. <laughs> <laughs> but that was more of a mellow high. I think, you know, when we was out and about, so I wasn't like able to kind of sit and get in and play in my head yeah. or whatever. So that one was a way better experience yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And that was just one of those nights and whatever. But I didn't start consistently smoking, seriously, no bullshit, until I got injured. Oh, wow. And, you know, I was on the opioids, and, you know, the, wow. the medicine was just not agreeing with my body and my stomach. I couldn't yeah. go to the bathroom. Fuck. Like, yeah. you know, it was just torturous. So, um, that same guy I was mentioning, yeah. he came to see me after one of the surgeries. What year? would have this been? This was, I think, 2012, maybe. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think it was the okay. And he came to see me, and he had this girl with him, and she uh, does, like, these— uh, these like academies for cannabis teaching you how to get in the cannabis industry and everything okay. so we sitting there talking I'm high and she's like what's wrong with you man like <laughs> I'm like what I can't even stay up She like Yo, you gotta get off this shit man this shit is sucks man like she wanted them kind of yeah, hippie yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, but yeah, mad sure. smart yeah. and then she started giving me all this stuff like you gotta try this and that and this and that and it was creams and tinctures and all that shit yeah. you know what I'm saying Yeah, and sure. I started using it and I have not taken a pharmaceutical drug since wow, wow. Word. Anything that's go wrong, I, I go right to the tree. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, the tree is my medicine. Yeah. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so that's when it changed me, for, for like, me personally and physically to where yeah. I now consume cannabis every single day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you, uh, do you wake up? Like, do you find it, um, so you use it recreationally, but you find it like, helps regulate your moods, helps regulate your Yeah, nah, I'm medicinal,
3: bro. Yeah. <laughs> I had 14 surgeries. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. 14 yeah, a, I need a knee replacement right now seriously what? no bullshit holy fuck my hips are starting to bother me out of what? nowhere yeah yeah and that's part of that's one of the other injuries we have once we've yeah. done playing you know what I'm right. saying yeah. knees yeah. and hips so both my shits are starting to hurt and thank god my ankles aren't yet but they say it's a chain you know what I'm really? saying yeah. but okay. I try to take care of myself but I just re- I yeah. really believe that like you know just by me being medicated most of the time I don't really have no issues
2: yeah yeah do you primarily smoke or like vape or
3: what, what? it's like whatever's right there <laughs> <laughs> like if it's some, if it's some CBD stuff right there yeah. I'll just drink it, it yeah, take yeah. it if it's yeah some tree there I'm gonna smoke it yeah yeah if Yeah. It's an edible there I'm definitely gonna dab it I mean eat it excuse me yeah sure Dab the uh, dab the uh, concentrates the live resin and stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do it all, bro.
2: Nice. Um, what, what's what's uh, like? Do you have like a, like a daily regimen that you make sure you stick to? Like like do you take CBD in the morning or anything like that? Right. Yeah,
3: what, what, I, take, yeah I take CBD every morning. So yeah, that's the one thing is obviously a constant. Yeah. Um, it varies if I smoke or dab. Yeah Or whatever And sometimes edible Just depending on what's going on And kind of what's the kind of high I'm looking for Yeah You know what I'm saying But like When I'm like in pain For for whatever reason You know what I'm saying I usually uh, I usually either dab Or take edibles Or whatever That really gets me You know Gets me right You know what I mean
2: yeah, what was, what was the, uh, like, like obviously, like, your teammates did, what was the, what was the culture, like, around cannabis in the NB, NBA at that time? Was it, like, obviously, it's a big no-no publicly, but right. did, was it kind of, like, people looked the other way and knew the players were doing it? Because no. what was it recently? You said there was 80% of the... Was it you that shared that stat? There was a huge stat that came out this week that said, like, it was something like 80%
1: of the players in the NBA use cannabis. Right. I, I'm for and some. We, we had a Ashley Evan smith on yeah day before yesterday, yeah, UFC from, fighter, yeah and she was saying the same thing, like, it's yeah. it's everyone's everyone in the is using it yeah. in between fights you are just, yeah. just timing it you know so yeah. what,
2: what what was it like for, like with coaches and things or was it like you had to hide
3: everything it was everybody used to hide yeah everybody yeah. used to hide everybody was a closet smoker maybe you might have had a one guy you smoke with on the team or whatever yeah. but it was definitely not like how it is now
2: Oh yeah? oh, yeah. It's pretty open now. It's the... always more open now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Do, do they make people to, t- like, did they test you and stuff? Nah, they like still
3: that? test them, whatever. So the guys are still, you know, ducking and dodging. But um, I think the NBA and all professional sports for real are starting to really look at this thing mm-hmm. and, like, come on, we're being ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classifying this with all the other drugs that are Absolutely. out there when mm-hmm. it's being it's mm-hmm. proven that it's helping guys live a better healthier quality of life
1: yeah and help people heal right yeah you want everybody
2: to be right yeah, right, you right, right you know just
1: let them heal well right. not, not yeah. only
2: that like from like the you know the, the you know the, the stereotypical greedy you know team owner perspective like don't you want your players to be healthier to, to yeah, play to be able out, to perform be, better like that's what i like, f- yeah, make saying like, like, on all levels it just makes they sense. do know i'm yeah, saying absolutely. like
3: I've, I've had an owner of a team tell me literally that he would prefer guys smoke than drink liquor really yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've heard, I've had an NBA owner tell me that. Keeps him you know, in know trouble. Mm-hmm. Keeps him out of trouble, yeah. right? Keeps, keeps a guy possibly sitting at home, mm-hmm. resting his body so that he yeah. can be all that he could be the next day.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Dad. That was awesome. Respect, Grant. Thank you so much. That was really good, cause oh.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him like you got, I'm looking at him I'm like do you have you got more go? I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> gotta go. I'm like where you
0: going <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> where were we we were talking about the NBA and stuff like that yeah and then so when did you, you so you with your partner when did you guys start kind of getting into this like the Viola thing like when you started how did that come to be
3: yeah, so just give you a little background, you know, we uh we started in Colorado back in two thousand eleven is when we first made our versatile investment, you okay. know what I'm saying, into into cannabis. And you know, what motivated me was, you know, not my teammates or anything like that. It was seeing cannabis help my grandmother. Wow. So, yeah, my grandmother, she uh it's funny, man, like you know, I tell people all the time, like, if she's not going to heaven, we all going to hell for sure. But like, we ain't <laughs> wow. got a chance. You know what right. like, That's how yeah, straight that's a beautiful She was saying. 80. Awesome. She was 80. And just to think that, you know, she was in so much pain and she was still taking her medication. Yeah. It wasn't working. Yeah. And like to me, like I would say it's God working. You know what I'm saying? I'm very religious. You yeah. know what okay. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From that perspective. You know what I mean? And for an 80-year-old woman that's so Bible belt and to be open to mm-hmm. try cannabis. Amazing mm-hmm. was just amazing. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like it was even like when she said, "Yeah," I'm like, I can't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. cause I don't really know. I mm-hmm. just had my two experience. I didn't. I don't know what is medicine. Mm-hmm. I just know from what I'm reading mm-hmm. is what made me come up with to even tell her to, to, to tell her to even try it. Right. So long story short, she tries it, and you know she smoked or whatever, and she was pretty impressed the first time she smoked because she was smoking and blowing it out her nose. Wow. What? Like, unless I've been smoking. shit. Yeah, bro. I've, yeah. I've been smoking for over 10 years. I can't yeah. do that shit still. But her shit was, like, strong out of her nose. I'm like, damn, Grandma. I'm like, you sure you ain't smoked before? She's like, boy, I smoked a cigarette one time when I was 16. She told me. I was like, you like a pro because I ain't never seen nobody smoke like you. So I take her downstairs, man, and uh, I go take a nap because I had a game. So I woke up from my nap and um, I remember my paranoid story. So I was like, I'm just going to make sure my grandmother ain't down there, like, yeah. climbing the walls and yeah, yeah, hiding yeah, under sure. the bed or something right? yeah. So I go downstairs and I knock on the door. And, her, you know, when I pushed through her back to the door, she was looking down. So I was like, Grandma, how you doing? And she turned around and she was crying tears. And she's like, I'm healed. She's like, I haven't been able to read the words of my Bible in over three years. Aww. What? So I'm sitting there looking at her and she crying. So I'm soft. She made me cry too. So I started crying. So I went and hugged her or whatever. And oh. she was just like, I cannot believe it. She's like, I'm healed. Like, God gave me my sight back. That's how she did it. Holy told shit. Me. Wow. So that's what. Started me to really educate myself. I called my partner, you know, my man Dan, you know, my co founder of my company, and we talked. I told him the story. You know, the first thing he said is, Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, No, bro. Like, she said she could see again. Wow. And, you know, he came out and, you know, we started looking around and we, we figured it out, bro. We figured it out with no help. We figured it out in a city, in a state mm-hmm. where we didn't know anybody. Wow. You know what I'm saying, yeah. but we found a way to get licensed, get operational, and you know when we got our first license, you know we had to decide what we was gonna name the company, and yeah. it was just like, look, Viola, the one that got us here.
0: That's so, awesome, dude. Yeah. So that's my
3: grandma's name.
2: That's beautiful. That's, so that's fucking how we awesome. Got the name
1: of the company. Wow. What a great story. Yeah.
2: I will never fuck up the name of that company ever again. Oh, my friend. Yeah, yeah, straight <laughs> up, yeah, yeah, straight up. Word, <laughs> word. And is she still with us? She's still with us, man. Yeah. Only yes. thing,
3: man. She uh, she smokes every day. She hit her pin She hit her PAX pods That we make in Colorado But um She uh She has dementia now Oh So it's just Uh. like You know Like when I call, I have the same conversation that I had with her yesterday. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's good. You know, at the end of the day, what I know about that disease is like they don't know no pain or nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. At least we still get a chance to see her, hug her, kiss her, and talk to her and love on her. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what it's all about. Yeah.
2: And so, you guys guys started with extracts, right? Yeah,
3: we started off with extracts. And once again, like everything about our company has everything to do with her. You know what I'm saying? So, after we, you know, started medicating her, you know, obviously sending, you know, Weed to her mm-hmm. it was a risk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That was the only way. But you know, she got to the point where she started being very uh, paranoid in regards to you know people knowing her house smells like weed. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to figure out how could we still medicate her without mm-hmm. everybody knowing. Right. So then we started you know hanging out at this place called the Hood Lab and just listening to what's going on and we started hearing about this mm-hmm. extracts, 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 and you know started listening, peeping game. And we realized, I was like, damn. I was like, yo, that's the way we can medicate everybody without nobody knowing. Wow. is if we break it down to oil, know yeah. the flavors and shit on top of it, yeah, you good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm like, this is the next big thing in cannabis. Because, yeah. you know, no matter, I mean, I love the smell of weed sure. and all that, but like at some time, I don't like it. Yeah, in certain areas. Yeah, You know yeah. yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So we just figured like, yo, this is the future of cannabis, and we start off as an extract company, and now we kick ass in Colorado. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We one of the top uh, two uh, extraction companies there. Really? And, you know, we just growing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you guys do your own extraction and things like that? Yep. We do all our own stuff. So we're vertically integrated. So we know wow. every part of the supply chain in, in this business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we did that on purpose. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we know about all the extraction techniques, grow techniques. We have indoor grows, outdoor grows, greenhouses. We got them all. Oh, really? You so you're, you're a full-licensed producer? Yeah, we're a full-licensed producer. Oh, amazing. So we, we operate. Yeah, fuck you know it. what I'm saying. We not some brand of celebrity run, no, you know, you know yeah. celebrity just slapping somebody on it, no. Like we really get in there and get busy. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. that's amazing. So, dude, should you visit the groves yourself? You go visit everything. Really, I'm groves, man. We actually. I'm probably gonna go to Oregon maybe next week because we're already starting to plant out there and I always go try to plant one row and just see yeah. what my row do against everybody else's yeah. row you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying you know I make everything competitive yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> 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 it's not like I do any I don't water it or nothing but I just plant it so I just figure my mightest touch would be the biggest plants but um <laughs> so you know I'll be checking the records like yo yeah, which one yield the most <laughs> and I go plant them but uh, yes yeah, so I go visit all the sites very hands on you know we're, we're um, you know we're applying in new states yeah. you know we're, we're attacking a big uh, uh, issue in the industry which is social equity mm-hmm. and what that means is you know pretty much black participation and right yeah. now, there's not any of meaningful, there's not a meaningful amount of like you know participation. So we want to change that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So we're raising awareness to that. We're yeah. helping you know applicants you know get applications in and yeah. stuff like that.
2: Because you because you did you did uh, advocacy like uh, like pre legalization as well. Like like what is it? What is it? Proposition sixty four Prop 64. in California. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So but and you came out spoke publicly for that, correct? Like you, you,
3: I did. Now it's funny. Like you know, if I would have really understood. Everything about the proposition. I mean, we needed mm-hmm. we needed it obviously mm-hmm. just for the industry, but some of the things that was written in it wasn't really yeah. good for the cannabis business owners. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Which you kind of think is not a big thing, a big deal. They'll kind of change it once they realize it doesn't work. But yeah. Government don't work right. like that. It's not yeah. as easy as that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. We got it to this point where you know, you know. Now everybody knows that this industry is real. Being that
2: cal- like you guys want to change, do, do a lot of make changes, social changes. Yeah,
3: yeah man. We want to. We want to. We want to. You know, advocate for ownership in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Everybody keeps talking this job stuff and all this. Yeah. We're like, no. We want ownership. We want ownership. Well, what, what do you mean by that? Ownership. We want ownership. We want licenses um, mm-hmm. put aside. For you know, capable, um, you know, well-respected uh, operators mm-hmm. that are black, or, okay. or minority. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. We want we want to have, to have a set aside because at the end of the day, the war on drugs was aimed towards our community. One hundred percent. Like only. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yes. So, we need participation. And we yeah. need it. We need it in the first rounds, not these yeah. second rounds. Not created three years later. Yeah, th-
2: yeah. The, the, and then that would be a part, like a, a a tough thing to do um, because the power structures that be do not want those to change. Exactly. You know, you know, um, know so that's 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 really. Well, we're
3: speaking to it, and you know, we got some really big stuff that's coming up that we're gonna really start pushing this out there and letting people know like this is a huge issue. And you know, we're out, here to, we're out here to change that and change yeah. that narrative and give us some ownership. We just want to compete. Yeah, sure. For nothing, but a chance to compete with everybody yeah. else, you know what I'm saying? Because the way they're doing it now, giving these, you know, these huge conglomerate uh, operations, mm-hmm. these licenses first and mm-hmm. two, three years operational, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in the market before mm-hmm. anyone else joins is like playing against yep. the Warriors, yep. you yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. And you give them, you spot them 30 points. Yeah, you know even yeah. your Raptors couldn't win that game.
2: Yeah, I agree. we we're, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. Right. That's uh, that's so how like how do you like how do you uh, how do you approach that task like that?
3: So obviously we gotta do it through legislation. So right. we gotta start becoming political. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So we've been working with a lot of the political groups and lobbyists and different things like really? that. But you know, we're trying to get to right to the source by talking to the you know legislators and the senators and the people that really actually make the decisions, mm-hmm. and just you know just let them know like you know inclusion is very important to just the industry itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Give mm-hmm. us opportunity to own and operate and compete against everybody else mm-hmm. because we do have operators out here that can It's
1: amazing, man. That's so fucking cool. Thanks. Man. I mean, not we, a lot of people that are willing to just take direct action and yeah. make the change themselves. I mean, they want to see. I mean, we would. That's, uh,
2: cool. We, that's fucking cool. It's very inspiring. Um, if, like, I know this is, you know, but we own, we own the company I work with. We own several publications. Please, if you if you ever need to elevate that narrative, okay. let us know. We yeah, have we to do, bro. Yeah.
3: We do. Yeah. So I'm letting you know right now. We okay. Need yeah. yeah. You know yeah. Fuck. We're here to help. That's absolutely. Right. That's Appreciate fucking it.
2: awesome. That's the, we we face similar problems with like the indigenous people at home. I mean, it's yeah. There's. Uh, That's fucking awesome. We we won't get sidetracked and stuff like that because uh, that's really, really fucking cool. Was it tough for you to decide, um, you know, to to like as your public figure to come out and and discuss cannabis?
3: It was in the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was kind of nervous or whatever, but I don't know. After a while, I just, the more and more meetings I would go to, I mean, I would go like to investor meetings. I was like shadowing a, a, a mentor of mine of like you know how to sell real estate how to invest in real estate the right. whole thing and i had already made this investment in this so it was like that stage right when i got done playing where i wasn't sure which, what i wanted to do next and i want to keep my image clean blah, blah 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 whatever so when i would go to these meetings or whatever and i'm mm-hmm. sitting there with like billionaire investors and stuff like that and they go around the room and at some point and sorry everybody start telling what they do or what industry mm-hmm. they're in, whatever. And I promise you, bro, like <laughs> every time they got to me and I said I was in the cannabis industry, all conversation about everything else stopped. They were just so intrigued. Like, what's really? this, what's this like? What, is this? what do you do with the money, oh, the banking? Uh, how do you grow it? it and so at that realm, I'm like, damn, people aren't like, nobody, yeah. I never got a, a, a negative response once ever, wow. period. Interesting. Never once, you know what I'm saying? Even yeah. I would talk, I talk to my preacher about it. And he was like, yeah, I heard it's a cash cloud. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't really? like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So yeah. um, that's when I realized, so, like, maybe after my first year out the league, I was very open with that I yeah. was an investor yeah. in cannabis and, you know, owner and operator. Yep. That's and fucking no, and crazy. And nothing changed in my life, bro. Like, you know, investors still want my money. <laughs> that has to change <laughs> it's like oh no we not taking his money his drug money like no they want my money still so wow. I still get those same phone calls yep. um, you know the NBA like literally I promise you if I wanted to coach tomorrow they're I can like, get a coaching job yeah, right. yeah. you know what I'm saying they're supportive so like, like how does the relationship exist now they're supportive now? man and I'm yeah. doing and I, I mean shit I'm investing in an outside business yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like at the sure. end of the day, like this is a business. Yep. You know what I mean. Like and you know I think a lot of people are starting to respect it, especially the fact that, you know, when we jumped out there, like we jumped out there when there was a lot of uncertainty. Mm. Like now it's becoming a no-brainer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Now that's why you see everybody and their mothers starting to jump in. Yeah. But when we did this thing, it was no like there definitely was penitentiary stuff. You know, you know things yeah. that could happen. Yeah. During that time when yeah. we did it, you know what I'm yep. saying. So. You know we get a lot of respect for that, you know what I'm saying, and it's cool,
2: yeah, yeah, and um like like what do you guys- so with the brand itself like what do you what do you do that's um like sort of like what's your what's the marketing strategy what's the like the like i know i know you guys have a social change in mind and stuff like that but how do you guys how do you guys handle that kind of like attention and things like that
3: yeah so you know so as a company we're starting to do some rebranding and some you know kind of rebooting a little bit of what we're doing but you know the biggest thing is that what we was always trying to promote was like making viola part of your everyday lifestyle you know what i mean so the same way you get up and you brush your teeth with Crest. Mm-hmm. When you go to reach for a smoke, we wanted to be Viola. Mm-hmm. Or when you go to reach to take a dab, it's Viola. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And what we did is we created this lifestyle around it. So it's like we're we're a cannabis it was like we're a lifestyle brand that just so happens to yeah. sell cannabis. Yeah, awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we have you know we sponsor a lot of cool parties. And yeah, we have limited edition merch that comes out from time to time. Cool. So
2: well, we fine. just
3: make people like we make them buy into like. Who we are yeah. as owners and, and you know, yeah. investors. Like everybody kinda everybody that's that's in Viola kinda has a say so. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we're very creative together. Oh, cool. How big's you know the saying? team? Right now, um, you know, our executive team is six. Okay. Seven, excuse me now. Yeah. Um, but overall we have uh, eighty employees and in California is where we have the most employees because we have like PAD teams and different things like cool. that to do the stores and stuff like that. Yeah. And what what we've done is like they're all young kids. Nice. you know what i'm saying so they yeah. keep us yelling they keep us in the knowing kind of that even kill we don't go too old yeah we don't go too young either yeah you know what yeah I'm saying? but it's just we just you do really dope stuff you know what i'm saying we snowboard
2: yeah are it's you allowed to integrate all that kind of lifestyle stuff within your marketing in, in, in the yes, states we do oh yeah we're not yeah, allowed to do know. that in Canada. it's yeah, fucking. Right. It. It's a nightmare Yeah, it sucks in canada
3: <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why that's why they buying all these u.s based companies yeah so absolutely so it, just you know look yeah. and see what's going on here and like oh and then they just I see have to, that all, I see yeah, that it's, online.
2: it's a huge, it's a huge thing it's right now. Whole, bringing, uh, bringing order, legal yeah. can, American brands to there's Canada. stuff we can
1: so much we can't do on this show because if we wanted to show Well, Canada, yeah, we, we, yeah, right. they won't, you yeah. well, Oh, you can
2: curse. Oh, yeah, we can, like, we can say fuck and all It's, it's really how you approach the, the, the language of selling anything sort of uh, cannabis, anything involved with cannabis at all, whether right. it's, whether it's paraphernalia or product itself and things like that. Right. Um, uh, our prop 64 or 65, 64. 60, perhaps 65. 64? Whatever, our, our, it's called the Cannabis Act in yeah. Canada. Um. Yeah, it's very it's pretty wild with what you can say and can't you can't do. Like influencers if they if they use the wrong terminology could go to prison for 14 years maximum penalty. It's ridiculous that will never happen, but that's that's what's in the that's what's in the legislation. Oh
3: yeah, I ain't saying nothing. So y'all had me talking Viola and all no, that. No, shit. no, 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 no. No,
2: <laughs> no it, it's not like that. It's, <laughs> no no. No, this, this is this is informational <laughs> that like it, it, it's it's like it, it, it pertains to like um if, if, you know what we could get fined if we were sitting there like with um you know, like like selling the product from the thing, being like, "Buy this now! Buy oh, yeah. this now! Okay. Buy this Call now!" Number, buy. Yeah, that would be illegal. Mm-hmm. But we're allowed, like, you know, we're allowed to talk about businesses and, and things got like it. that. And then you would also uh, there's also like a, a little bit of a loophole through with, if it's proprietorship. Okay. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If somebody owns something, then they're allowed yeah. to talk about it all they want. Got it, got. But it. but but they have very right, strict. That's li- right. I do know that rule. So like, least by Snoop got in Canada had to change to LBS. Mm-hmm. So all, all their marketing's LBS. Got it. You know what I mean? So, it's uh, it like I'm like. That's that's just some of the advocacy work. That's why I wanted to, I was in medical cannabis education before this, and then I was in the, the illegal dispensary system before that. And then before that music and that's how we know each other, but um that's why I wanted to get into media because I was like, I'm gonna need I don't have forty million dollars like for fucking you're like you know, or, or a company like Canopy Growth or some shit. So right. I need eighty million years. Do you know what I mean? To fucking make sure that things go right. You know? Right. Or that's that's why we had that's why we had to try to approach it, right? Yeah. So um, that's where we are. But yeah, it's tough. That That's really cool that you get to do all those kind of things and you, then you can also do the advocacy with it as well.
3: Yep. Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely, uh, I'm happy that we had that freedom. Yeah, and everything's open up. You see, like billboards now, yeah. and sunset crazy. and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's moving. In, it's moving in the U.S. Yeah, man, we you know we obviously we behind with the Canadians from you know, but we're gonna be alright. We'll
2: yeah, it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna fucking blow the Canadian market out of the water when you see it down here yeah. the way it's going. Like, I, I, and especially like the problem with Canada, Canadian cannabis right now. And I you know, I'm gonna keep talking about you. We'll just get to bit quickly. Yeah. Is that there's so much regulation that the like that the consumer can't get a great product. Right. So, you know, so you guys here can deliver a great, great product to your consumer because it's, yeah. it's, it's months and months and months before, like, after it harvested, it gets onto the shelves of any sort of retail legally. Right. All dry. And it's all dry and yeah. shit, yes. yeah. it's, it's, uh,
3: it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they overdid
2: it. Yeah, they, they yeah. really overdid it because then you lose the flavonoids, you lose the terpenes. It's, yeah, all, it's yeah. like,
3: right.
2: it's, it's fucking wild. So that's really cool that you get to do this. Are you doing um, more advocacy work within other states and things like that?
3: Yeah, so we're operating in California, uh, Oregon, uh, Colorado, and Michigan. Really, in nice. two weeks. Yep. Oh, that's exciting. It's yeah. really exciting. That's you know exciting. what I'm saying? And we in new states. We're working on is Illinois, New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, and Maryland. Wow. So, so are you we, are you going, we, going there personally and speaking to people and things yeah, like that? Yeah, we just we just came from Albany, New York, yesterday. Wow. Yeah, meeting with legislation, legislators, and everybody across. <laughs> so the world. you see, so you retired from the NBA, and you thought you were going to get to relax and not, I'm <laughs> not a <at> politician, all. <laughs> but it's cool though because I'm yeah. be the president. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: That's fucking awesome. Wow.
3: Yeah. First black, well, second black president. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the. Do you have goals, like political aspirations for, for that kind of stuff
3: one day? Yeah, my my staff around me, they told me I was going to be the president. Well, you're charming as fuck, man. Yeah, I'd man. vote for you. Thanks, bro. Thanks. <laughs> they might see something in me. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. President Harrington. <laughs> I that, like sounds, it. Hard, that sounds right? real, dude. dude like, that, has Al got your vote. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't
2: President vote Harrington. here. It sounds so official. Yeah, yeah. It I know real.
3: all the bur- bodies is buried.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Where are we at here? Okay, so we've taken up a we've taken up a lot of your time already. Um, what, what's what's up next for Viola? Like you guys are expanding the brand profiles, everything like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, we're expanding new states. Like I said, you know, aggressively. You know, with some of the big ones being the Illinois and New Yorks and Jerseys and Mass. You know, that East Coast man. And I'm from there and stuff. And yeah. We just know how big that market's going to be in general. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, really, really, really taking a deep dive in this social equity thing. Amazing. Like, that's really wow. like becoming a passion of our company. You know that's what I'm awesome. saying? Like we have to, being that we are one of, we're probably the biggest black owned company in the States really? right now. Um, you know, we got to use that influence to to help and give opportunities to others that look like us. You know what I'm that's saying? Amazing, so we're really going to dive into that. Um, new products-wise, uh, we, we're working on our new edible line for the first time. Yeah, nice. Uh, so we're excited about getting that off the ground. And, you know, that's pretty much it for right now, man. And. Got Some clothes coming out, yeah. Know, oh, yeah, some apparel or whatever, some yeah. you know, really nice apparel. Yeah.
1: Where so, can we find out about that?
3: Uh, at violabrands.com. Okay, cool. You know, at our website, yeah, we'll have some stuff on there coming soon and stuff like that. But yeah, we That's just try exciting. to just expand and just you want to be cool, man. Yeah. We just like yeah. I said, we want to just make it part of your lifestyle. Just your everyday, yeah. just get up. Oh, I'll put on my Viola hat, my Viola t shirt, cool. yeah. my Viola joint. You're making things you like. Yeah, making things that exactly. everybody like and we use. Yeah. Then hopefully I right. do a collab with Nike and then come out yeah. with the Viola Nikes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you guys creating like a positive work 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 culture in
3: your office and things like that? Like oh, I, Yeah, our, our offices, though. We should come by. I would love to come yeah, by. It's, it's real it's close. Literally, it's literally five minutes down the road. Yeah. No way. It's 7,000 square feet. Whoa. Really? Um, we got like Whoa. a four, we got four thousand square feet in the front, just like kind of just like a lounge yeah. kind of area. Really? That's sit awesome. around eat, you know, think tank. Yeah, conference room. We got a music studio. We're putting in. Oh, we'd love to way. come and shoot some B-roll, for the episode. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure, y'all definitely got to come. It's right down the street. Oh amazing. yeah, Monday. Like, Perfect. Try to get yeah, yeah. If, if Monday works, that's then, easy. Yeah, we're we always there. That's amazing. Yeah. That's dude. Thank uh, you. Al, thanks <laughs> so much for incredible. coming on our show. This has been thanks, such a bro. great hangman this is like favorite
2: episode. And please consider us like an ally in everything that you're doing. We'll happily promote it. And like that's a really a narrative that we believe in as well. So I mean, we're 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 here for you. And like that's awesome. Continued success and. Thanks for taking time to your day, and thank you, guys, all for coming yes. and hanging out with us. I'm gonna let this truck pass before I sign off. <laughs> yeah, let this
1: guy go by. These guys drive like fucking crazy on this road. This is like this the noisiest neighborhood ever. Like, we had no idea. Yeah, it's crazy. Like,
3: why do people live on these hills like this? I don't yeah. know. So
1: it's insane, right? It, it's crazy. It's totally
3: insane. And people just burn up them. I got to spend my money better than this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, just covered, just,
2: this agreed. <laughs> agreed. I think you're doing all right with the way you're spending your money, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Al Harrington, thank mean.
0: you so much for telling us how you got into the weeds.
3: Thanks, bro.
2: Appreciate,
0: thank you. appreciate so it. Thank so you. guys. Yes, yeah. sir. This, this episode is presented awesome. by Pot Guide and WikiLeaks. Please follow ITW on Twitter and Instagram at GetIntoTheWeeds. You can follow Ben Rispin at Ben Rispin. You can follow Ephraim Martinez-Schulz at FByStereo. And me, Bubba Nicholson at Bubba Nicholson. ITW's theme music was written by Jacob Bergsma of My Son the Hurricane. Visit them at www.msthofficial.com. Special thanks to our friends at Puff Digital, Program Skate & Sound, and the Slide Bar in Fullerton, Orange County. Sound engineering provided by Roman Marconi at Halo Studios Hamilton. ITW was created by Ben Rispin and is produced by Master Volume.